This is Sarah Weymouth, and welcome to my podcast, where we talk about everything for you to live your best life. And we have a little fun too, from talking about business, marriage, parenthood, money, health, home decor, friendship, beauty, and pop culture. I'm a mother to three, a wife, a successful business owner, and I want to live my highest, best self. Follow along as we learn together, grow, teach, because you only get to live one life. Oh, and I promise to dig deeper and to ask the tough questions. This is The Lime Podcast. Oh my gosh, Ashley, I am so excited to have you on the podcast. Thank you for coming on. And by the way, Ashley, which last name are we using? You have your modeling last name and your other. What are we? What, what should we use? Um, I'd say to me, they're we're all the same person. No, Ashley Alexander's always <laughs> name, and it's like my Instagram, I guess, and that kind of becomes. I don't want to say your identity, right? But that's what yeah. they know. But um, in the skincare world, like my name's Ashley Anderson because that's my license where I have, and it's my legal last name. But um, Okay. I I haven't changed my name, which is horrible, but, um, it's been a few years, only 10. I love it. Well, at least it's both AA, right? Like the same initials. So it's kind of like the same vibe. We'll remember them. We'll remember both of them. So I'm so excited to have you on. I was thinking right before we jumped on your resume is impressive. And by resume, I mean like your life. You are wife, you are mom, you modeled for, I think years. We're going to get into that. And then you moved here from California. We're both in the Nashville area. And you started a, your own business. Yeah. From what I can see from Instagram, you are like the skin guru. People are always posting photos on stories with no makeup on, no filter, tagging you. And you're obviously reposting them. That's how I get to see all of them. So I want to get into like all the things. But before we get into it, tell us your background. Are you from LA? Give us like the rundown. I know it's, it is quite the journey. Um, you know, but that's life. It's, it's fun that way. I grew up in, well, actually I was born in Los Angeles, but I didn't grow up there. So I grew up in Virginia. Um, and then, you know, I landed my way in back to California. I think I was 20, something like that. Like 20, I remember 19 or 20. Um, and yes, I, we lived there for, I think, we've just moved two years ago. So it's like 14 years, a long time. Um, LA was for me. And then my husband, I met my husband, I was uh, 20. So we've been together, married 11 years and then together for 16, which is crazy. Right. I'm like, where does the time? I know. I know. Um, so my job has always kept us in Los Angeles. I was a fashion model, gone to New York, traveled the world, kind of did the whole thing, but home base was Los Angeles for me over the last, I don't know, decade or so plus. And um, that was a huge chunk of my life. And now as you get older, you know, you're not as desired. <laughs> no, it's just, get out of here. I'm just kidding. But it's true. Like, it's just, it, it is what it is. That's just the life of it. Yeah, and, that was uh, actually going to be one of my questions. Is there like an age cutoff? Like, is there a point where people are like, well, that's it. You've hit the age or no. I think so much in the business has changed. I find that maybe like years ago it was more that way, but all these like supermodels and, you know, these Instagram models, like 
before it was kind of like you don't say that you have kids or you don't say that you're pregnant you know it was like very hush and it became like you know what well we are moms like we have children and like say no or hide it you know I did a Carl's Jr. commercial when I was like six months pregnant and like nobody knew on set they were like don't say a word that you're pregnant and I was like okay (laughs) the whole time I kept thinking like oh man, like they can't know that I'm pregnant, you know, because that's like not at the time, like that's not their image. They don't want like a pregnant lady doing their burger commercial. (laughs) I would almost think that would be great. Like, oh, my craving is Carl Jr. Like, yes, like me too. I'm like, oh, these are for all my pregnant moms who just want to go through Carl's Jr. today. But no, you know, so I think that, you know, when I look back, it was more of this like, you know, forbidden thing to be like, talk about your age or like your life or that you were married or all of that. I mean, I've been with my husband my whole career, you know, and it's like funny. Um, They're like, okay, take your rings off. Like you try to portray like this person that you're not. And I just think that now it's changed a lot and everybody's kind of shares more. And I think maybe social media has brought that in, you know, companies want to see your family, your life. And that's another hard thing for me because I don't really share any of that on there because I'm pretty private. So um, when it comes to like my family, you know, so it's just, it's. Do you also feel like Giselle and all of them like aging and showing their families has made a difference? Like we've all grown oh. up with them. Yeah. I remember, you know, who like, I love like Candace Swanepoel, like when she was pregnant and mm-hmm. You know, it was like good for her. And then she showed her journey and then she was out there in a bikini, like right after she had her baby. And, you know, she still had a little bit of like her belly from just having a baby like three weeks ago. And yeah. they were talking about it. And she's like, I just had a baby. Like, what is wrong with you people? <laughs> you know, yeah. I think they really like kind of helped with that and aging and all of that. But at the end of the day, you know, the market's the market. People want what they want. And, um, I think there's a change. It's always an awkward place when you're in your thirties into your forties. Cause I think when you look at the mom market, people always assume that you have to be like this, you know, I, I don't even want to say like older looking, but dress like a mom, like, be yeah. like, like, what is, you know, I think like moms, <laughs> like they express themselves, like however they want. There's no, like they want to put you in a box as a mom, but that mom box is kind of like, we've broken it down. Like moms are, mm-hmm. you know, like they own their businesses, they work, they don't work, they stay at home moms, like moms homeschool. Like there's such a huge uh, a variety of moms that I feel totally. like you can't call us in a box anymore. So yeah, I, I agree. So when did you start modeling? And isn't there like different types of modeling, like runway versus catalog? Like, tell me, I don't know anything. Oh, yes, it is a wild industry. You have like your print models, your runway models, your commercial print models, your commercial actresses. I mean, it is you kind of get put in a market that your agents think that you're going to be able to do the make the most money at. Um, sometimes you can cross over on a lot of them, but you know, it really just depends on your agents, your look, your agency with how they want to market you. Um, all that kind of goes into it. So for me personally, um, like runway in New York was not really my jam. I'm like the shortest girl, like runway models are like five eleven, six foot. They're just like long size, yeah. you know, and they're like really tiny, like size zero to like waist, you know, they just are 
I, I'm always like, oh, I never felt so short in uh, not like in my life. Like, they're Wait, just, how tall are you? I'm 5'10". Okay, yeah. That's like the shorter size of that. Um, back when I, yeah, yeah, yeah. things have changed. You know, you have like these huge jumbo brands like Sports Illustrated who does like this Miami runway show where they're so inclusive. But back when I was doing it, it was just, you kind of had to fit in the measurements, you know, like yeah. that was what they wanted things have changed now but from my experience it was very like you had to be a certain size you had to be your hips had to be under 34 inches for like runway and you traveled all over the world like amazing um shows which were you know beautiful and great um for me I've always been more of a print model um New York it's it's a whole different ball game than LA LA is more of a commercial market New York's more of a high fashion market um I've been blessed that I've been able to work in all of those markets, go to London, work in London, go to Italy, work in Italy, spend time kind so of across cool. in traveling. Yes. And um, I feel like I've always kind of fit into both. Like some companies look at me and they say, oh, she's more like, um, like a editorial ish. And some others like, oh, she's more commercial. So I've done, I've worked from companies like Walmart all the way over to like higher end, you know, companies and doing, um, spreads for magazines I think I did um, I'm trying to think of what the one is in London it was like my brain can you tell it so long ago it's like a, <laughs> yeah. I'll like um also like I've had such a variety of a career which I yeah. feel like so lucky to have and I'm always grateful I always laugh when they would call me and they're like oh you got this I'm like oh really like <laughs> it's always a joke like oh, I don't think I like sought out to be a model I kind of fell into it um backwards and I think that's what always was different for me it was always like I felt oh wow are you sure maybe insecure too right you're like oh do they are you sure they want me <laughs> what yeah so how did you get into it you moved to LA you said around 20 yes did someone like discover you yes I always um okay. I always um, for all of that answer um the owner of LA and New York models Heinz he, yeah, he's the reason why I have my career. He would, I think I ran into him two times and he kind of was like, you need to be doing this. And I didn't have a book. Most girls by like 19, 20, they have a full portfolio. They've been doing this since they were like, you know, 14 years old. Right. Um, young. Like, so what I, were you doing when he was like, come model? So I, it's like, I want to be a fashion designer. <laughs> it's like, oh, what okay. I, wanna I love do. it. <laughs> <laughs> the next biggest fashion designer. No. Um, so I was working for a company. Um, I got an internship at like Oscar de la Renta. Like I, then I got a job over at BCBG Max Azria. So I kind of was like in that world and they would still, those worlds run so deep because you cast for models and like they're around. And I remember like running into Heinz a few times and he's just like, what are you doing? Like you could be doing so much more things. And I'm just like, no, I'm going to go and be this fashion designer. I'm like, I'm cooler. And one day I remember, I think a lot of it has to do with my husband too. He's like, why don't you just do it? And I'm like, I don't know. It seems a bit like not anything like I had planned to do. And um, he's like, just do it. So I was like, all right, I'm going to do it. And then I, I kind of like just went, normally like you, like you have to build your book and all this stuff. I just kind of took off. Like I didn't even have a book. I was like, just... I remember I showed up on set. I did a casting. They booked me like I had no portfolio. So they're like, okay, well, we have to build your portfolio. So then I was like a slower build that way. But I was working. They they kind of called me like the lazy model because I didn't have like this huge book, you know, and I was working. 
um, I would go on like, what what was, called- like, what was like your first modeling job? Oh man, I'm trying to think I've done. I mean, my first one, I can remember the one that I remember, like my first time I got like my rate and I was like, oh, wow. Like, like I'm a model, you know? And that was for Norma Kamali. She had this like capsule collection line. And I remember that was in New York. And I, that was the first time that I remember thinking like, okay, like maybe I can do this, but I know I had jobs before then, but that always to me is like a core memory of being like, oh, like, you know, I'm, I'm making it or like I'm doing it. And it was such a great, she was so lovely to work with. And it was such a great day of shooting. And I remember that kind of putting, I think my confidence on the board of like, this is something that I, I guess I can do. Um, But I know I've worked definitely like jobs before then you just always have like, these core memories of like good experiences and then like your awful experiences, like all the ones in between, I mm-hmm. feel like are like a jumbled um, mess. And then the connections, I think that's what like my biggest takeaway from working in this industry is just all the beautiful connections with creatives that I've met and had the pleasure of working with. And I always think like, gosh, how lucky am I to have got to meet these awesome people and like make beautiful work together but then like have lifelong like connections with them so I think that's you ever have like opportunities or situations where you were like I'm not doing this or this is not my thing or I'm not comfortable oh I'm sure but nothing well it's tough I feel very lucky I've had such great support from my husband for, I mean, we've been together again forever, my whole career. And I think that when you have those foundations, like I was lucky to have him because it's, he's also like your support, right? Your, your eyes and ears for things too. Like if you're not feeling something like, you know, am I, you have that person to kind of bounce that off of and except when you're like young and you're like, you just kind of do it. Like I always had him to kind of like, oh, this opportunity came up and we would always kind of talk about it. So I think I was very, very fortunate to have him, but also avoid a lot of situations that maybe that you hear about, you know, with like models treated inappropriately or, you know, photography, like the whole thing. I think I was very lucky to kind of avoid a lot of that. However, I mean, it's a hard business. And, you know, before all those Me Too movements and all of that, like, you know, you're not treated the best mm-hmm. always. Yeah. You're just as a, an object, you know, you don't really have an opinion and that's, you know, that's kind of it. I mean, I've had some, I've been called, you know, a lot of names. I've been canceled off jobs before I've been, you know, body shamed, you know, by women. And I think, yeah, you just kind of are like, whoa. But then again, when I would go home, I would have this incredible support system who was amazing to lean on. So I think I didn't have to, I don't think I suffered as much as maybe others have or gone through because of my husband. And I always tell him that I'm like, gosh, like I couldn't imagine like going through all of that without him. Because sometimes you do have really bad days, you know? Um, But then again, you have really, the industry is funny because you have really low lows, really high highs. So you're like swinging constantly. You're like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. Oh, you just booked a campaign. You're like, oh no. Yeah. (laughs) I get it. Okay. And now you booked a commercial, you know? So it's, um, it's, it's a wild ride. That's for sure. Yeah. I can only imagine what do you have like one campaign or one job that like stands out as like your favorite one? 
Gosh, I get this question and I always feel like I should be able to name it. And there's so many great memories. I remember um, I did the Jessica Simpson campaign when she was pregnant. It was like the first time she never did it. And she was an amazing person to work with, work for. And that was just a lovely, we had a great time in Palm Springs. And, you know, I always hold on to those core memories of like all the ones that are like that when you feel mm -hmm. good. Like, everybody just has this synergy on set where it's just magical. And there's, um, you know, not only print campaigns, but I've done a lot of national commercials from, I mean, we just talked about Carl's Jr. being pregnant <laughs> to, uh, I'm trying to think, I mean, I did a Super Bowl commercial with Ashton Kutcher. Like that was great. I mean, there's just so many of oh, those. That is so cool. You need to send me that. <laughs> uh, there's like so many of those, you know, that you kind of hold on to and you're like, these were, great and luckily for me I feel like I have more great memories than bad <laughs> you know? so that's good but I if I like were to scroll through you know uh, all of my entire career I'm always like oh man like how how many of these can I list that are great experiences there there was um, a time where we were on this show called like fashion star on NB ABC or NBC one of those and um <laughs> That was, it was so fun. Like there was a bunch of models. It was wild. And it was almost like a runway show. I mean, it was on TV. Like people used to like designers. It was almost like a project runway. That's kind of Okay, I was going to say, I don't know this one. Okay. But it was on ABC, I want to say NBC. It was one of those networks. And um, what's so funny about Tennessee and like living here now, uh, my friend Daniel was a stylist on that show. And now he lives out here and he has his, <laughs> yeah, he has his own business. Daniel Dimes, he does all like the rhinestone jackets. Um, I remember and, you talking about this um, when I saw you at Annie's event. Yes, he's like the, he's the diamond guy. He just does all that cool boots, like everything. And we always laugh because we're like fashion star, like 14 years ago, <laughs> was like where we met. And now look at us both living in Nashville, Tennessee. You no. know, it's just so funny but I feel like that happens so much like I have friends here that I was friends with in California and like did networking stuff together like Annie like Annie's salon that we went to her opening here we did a bunch of stuff between Lemon and her salon back in California and then we both happened to move here bring our businesses here and it's just like it's so wild it's like small small world it's such a small world. And I think it's kind of cool though, too. Like everybody has like this fifth degree of separation of somebody they know, or, you know, a friend of a friend that moved here. And mm -hmm. even in, I uh, have a friend out here who we have a mutual friend in LA. So she and I are like always friends. Like when you're in the business, you kind of stick together. Like you have your group of girls that always kind of stick together. And one of our dear friends is like, Hey, did you know, Ferris is moving out there. And I'm like, Ferris? And I'm like, really? And she's like, yeah, we moved a month apart, had no clue. Yeah. And um, Ferris is cool because she did, uh, do you remember like the Orbitz commercial? Like Orbitz, like clean your oh, mouth. Yeah. Did yeah. Ferris, like she was the one who did that. Okay. And so I always see her at auditions and she's a gem. But we ran into each other, not even knowing that we both moved here at the Whole Foods in Cool Springs. And we were like, here. she's like what are you doing here and we were dying and we were like oh my gosh like what are the odds one that we both moved to Tennessee a month yeah. apart and we run into each other at this Whole Foods and it was great because now I'm like hey now you're here too you now know just another a buddy yeah I know it's 
I always tell people, I'm like, for some reason, making friends here is so much easier than California. And I don't know why, because me, me, me and my husband are from California. We never expected to leave. Like, I don't, I don't know what made you guys move here. What was like the decision? Okay. We're moving. It was, we had wanted to move. I think like my job really hold us, like held us back there. It was kind of like, I had to be, you have to be in New York or LA, you know? Um, I, I wanted more than what I was doing when you're you, I'm like trying to figure out how to say this that makes I guess the most sense to explain when like you I felt a void like I wanted more in, in life and I I craved more so I knew that eventually like I wanted to do something besides just modeling full-time going on auditions like for tv commercial actress all of that stuff and as much as I love that work and I always felt so grateful that it would come, it's also like a tough business to be in, you know, mentally. And I felt like as a mom, I have a daughter, like I want to be able to like create something and do something more than that. Um, so I had always wanted to figure out my path, not to get out of that, but to have something else. Because even now, like I still work, I still have some clients, like I have agents, like they all are so supportive of me and like where I see myself and what I want to do. But I also, in my mind, when I was going through that transition was trying to figure out like how to get myself into something else that I love and want to do and be able to build while still keeping that. And that's kind of a hard move mentally too, because you're yeah. kind of always in the world and then you're like, Oh, but I don't crave more here. Oh, um, and skincare for me was always that something that I loved. I always give my hats off to my esthetician in LA, Darian Arnold. Hey, hey, if anybody's there, she's <laughs> a shout out. Yeah, she's been doing my skin since I was like 20. You know, I saw her consistently. So people are like, oh, you have good skin. I'm like, you don't understand. Like, it's all Darian. <laughs> you know, she, yeah. she, and she was a big model, you know, back in the 80s, 90s, like she had kind of gone through it. So she really understood that. And she would say to me, like, you have a trade with your hands, you can kind of take it anywhere. You know, you've always loved it. Just go to school, like see if you like it. So I started going to school in LA, going to night school. And then like COVID happened. And we were like, Oh, my gosh, um, well, this sure did make a change. And that to me, was the like solidifying moment of like, okay, I'm going to create something. I want more. This is my time to do it if I'm going to do it. And um, my husband as well, you know, he was able flexible to, to move. And um, we kind of took the tour, you know, we went and looked, we went to Texas, we looked around Texas and then we from Texas. Yeah. And then we flew to, it's so funny because we went straight from Texas to Tennessee and then we like we landed. Yeah. <laughs> We landed in Tennessee on Friday, like during rush hour. And I remember that it took us 25 minutes to get from the airport to downtown Franklin on a Friday at 530. It's amazing, right? I was like, we're done. This is it. This is it. I know. I feel the same way. It's so funny because people will be like, there might be traffic or there's starting to be traffic. I'm like, this is not traffic. Like, this is nothing. I know my, um, my oldest took basketball camp at Vanderbilt this last week. And obviously we live in College Grove. It's a 30 minute drive, but no traffic, not in the morning or not at pickup. It was full day camp. And I, on the way home one day, I told them, I'm like, you know, in California, we couldn't even do this camp because we would be sitting in traffic for like three hours. Like you have to like stay in your little tiny bubble in California because you can't go anywhere. Oh, it's wild when you really look, but it's funny how like you become used to it out there. Like that's just normal. You're like, okay, it's going to take me 
an hour and 30 minutes to get to my job today. I mean, I would calculate that because we oh. lived in like Woodland Hills, Topanga Canyon area. Uh-huh. So if I had to go, I'm like, okay, it's going to take me 22 miles, an hour and a half, like normal, you know? It's crazy. Get- I know I used to take BART into San Francisco and even mm-hmm. that commute, like you had to like drive to BART, park, wait to get on BART, like do the whole BART thing. Like it was like a whole thing every day. I hated it. I'm so happy to not be a part of that. <laughs> BART? I remember I was pregnant and my mother-in-law, you know, she lives in the East Bay and we in Lafayette at the time. I mean, now she, she oh, followed I didn't know us. That. She, okay. That's from like our hood. Okay. Yeah. She, so my husband grew up, um, in, in Lafayette, like oh, Lafayette. Um, okay. I didn't know this yeah. either. Cause we, I was, oh, yeah. Creek. my store was in Danville and Lafayette. I, I also grew up yeah, in he was, Piedmont, which is through the tunnel. Okay. Yeah. He went to high school at Akalani's. So yeah, so I went to Las Lomas. So we were in the same school district. Oh, look at that. You see? That's so funny. Okay. And also your husband is Persian. I remember us connecting on this when we first met. And you, yeah. you were talking about like Persian food and everything. Oh, <laughs> yes. They don't, I haven't found a place here yet that has. Oh, I just found one. You there's did? A, yes. There's a, there's kind of a newish Persian restaurant. It's called Taste of Persia in Nashville. Oh, wait, I think I've. Is it by the airport on your way that way? No, maybe not. I'm not really sure. Okay, but it was good. It was good. It was authentic. It's owned by Persians. Like it was great. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. kind of out of the way, but um, if you you okay, know I'm craving it, that's where you go. Craving um like kebab. I'm like, mm, like I miss oh, yeah. They had all the different kebabs, like everything. So good. All right. All right. Here we go. Okay, Look, so anyways, I know we went like way off topic. We like we got really <laughs> excited about the traffic and everything. Um, okay. So you guys moved here. When did you officially start your business and getting into skincare and all of that? It was kind of a wild journey out here because like I said, everything in Los Angeles was shut down. I mean, I couldn't get to school. I couldn't, I had like not many hours left out there to finish. So it's different. The It's actually more hours to be an esthetician in Tennessee than it is in California. Normally like people, yeah, it's 600 in California, 750 here. Wow. So that's actually a big yeah. difference. Okay. It is a big difference. And it's, it's interesting though, because the, the laws are just so different between every state. They all have their own kind of thing. But out here in Tennessee, like estheticians can do a lot more under their scope of their practice practice than they can in um, California. So I understand why they have like the more hours sort of thing. So I had to figure out like, are we going to stay? Am I going to finish, get my license and then try to transfer? It was like all of that mess. And um by, by doing that, you're like extending your time there, you know, to, to mm-hmm. just so you can finish to get your license to move here. Really had to just kind of make a choice of what we were going to do. And I was like, you know what, I'll just go no matter what, I'm going to have to probably do those 150 hours here because I didn't have my license there for like 10 years, five years, you know, so when you have your license for a long period of time, a lot of times they will let you just transfer your license. But it also depends on the Tennessee and the lady when I talked to her she was just kind of like it's kind of the mood of the day either they're going to give it to you or they're going to tell you to go finish you know so um when we came here I was like trying to figure out what I was going to do schooling wise towards some schools try to finish it off and then I decided that I just wanted to go back to school again I do love to learn and we had just moved here and I felt like you know what is six months I went to school Monday Tuesday Wednesday like I think eight to eight or something like that you know I'm like I'm just gonna my daughter was in 
the time. Like I'm just going to kind of go back and relearn it here. Um, and what's double the education. Right. Um, so that's what I did. And then I finally graduated, passed my boards, all of that. And then my shop will officially be like one year in August. So that's crazy to me too. Oh, that's so exciting. Yeah. I know that is, I remember like when we met, you were talking about just opening, I think, or yeah. about to open. I can't exactly remember. I still haven't been in. I need to, I, I, I always, you know, it's so sad, but I feel like that's always like the last thing on my list. It's so bad. Like I will go get a massage before I go get a facial and it's, horrible their thing you know like some people I have my clients that come every four weeks and I love them they're like on it like they've they're like they're that is their self-care I think what I learned from one of my clients is kind of cool she takes a day a month and she schedules all of her self-care that day and she puts it on her chart husband's chart so everybody's on the same page and she gets her massage she gets her facial she gets her nails done if she needs to get her nails done and like she kind of like takes that day to herself and then she'll always go to lunch by herself and she's like that's what I do my one day a month and I thought wow I should probably try to do that yeah. <laughs> but it's so much easier said than done right because then that's the first thing to go off is like okay I'm gonna just get rid of my self-care day you know totally. but that's actually genius just like we plan like I mean at least for us we plan every other week we have like the cleaners come and clean you know do a deep clean of the house or you know, we have these like little schedules anyways, like we should be, I love, I love that idea. That's a great idea. So People with their, you know, like they plan their workout in the morning. This is that she's like, this is my, my one day. And I was like, I'm going to try that, but I yeah. haven't yet, but I will. So what? Like, I mean, you, so first of all, you have beautiful skin. Every time I see you, I feel like it's effortless. Like you walk in, you've got like, a, I remember one time I think I saw you had like a low bun and like, it looked like no makeup. So if you had makeup, it was very natural. And I think you just had like, you were just like, it was like so basic, but you looked stunning. I'm like, how does she do it? So what are some of like your secrets? Like your, I want women to know this. This is like the thing. I think I want women to know that they're all beautiful. So I think Aww, being in a business. You're so sweet, but give us the real secrets. No, I'm just kidding. So I think I you but I think it's true though like we are we put so much pressure on ourselves like yeah. it's why and I think being judged for so long like I finally feel okay in my skin you know what I mean like comfortable for sure with like of life that I'm in and like understanding that and I I don't know if that comes with age patience like who knows you know I have a daughter myself and I want to raise her to have a good you know um body image and you know self-confidence so I think maybe you, you check yourself but honestly, I think all the secrets, it really comes down to, for me, I've always taken care of myself. I think I, like I said, I always say Darian, my skin is because of her. Like I saw her consistently and I don't know if that maybe was because I was also in such, you know, working as a fashion model and just all of that, like that's part of it. You know, your job is that you have to show up in your skin. Like if you have bad skin, they're going to say something. If you're like you know I mean it was really bad then but like you know body image wise like they wanted you really tiny we're like now I feel like it's more accepting to yeah. have curves great you know um we also had like close-ups and oh yeah you just like yeah. everything magnified so I think you're kind of forced to take care of yourself and then it becomes I'm a very disciplined person so I will 
you know, if I have a shoot coming up, like I don't really drink before. Um, not that I'm a huge drinker anyways, but I'm just saying in general, right? Like I try to, I'm always mindful of like what I have going on and I'm okay with like following something to like feel good. So as far as like, I try to eat all organic. Um, I know that it's not always attainable for people, but like, to me, like that's important. So I don't want all the pesticides and chemicals in my food. Yeah. Like I, I'm very mindful that way. Um, I, I am trying to up my protein intake. So any suggestions would be great. No, I don't. Cause that's such a hard thing for women in general. I've decided it's so hard. It is so hard. Um, do you and do with, um, bone broth? Okay. So I am funny with meat, but I do like bone broth. I don't do it all the time, but I definitely love it. Um, I think okay. it's great and nourishing for your, your body. And as far as I like, I eat anti-inflammation foods. Like I love blueberries, wild blueberries. I make a smoothie every morning. That's like full of like wild blueberries, spinach, banana. Like I know they say you're not supposed to do like the almond milk. I do almond milk in it, but I try to get, you know, make my own or like buy the ones that doesn't have all like the additives in it. Um, I think that way. And then as far as skin goes, like I do not mess around with my routine. Like I have always been that way. I, I will do it um it could be three o'clock in the morning on a bachelorette party they would make fun of me I would come in my girlfriends I shower and I do my skincare routine I love it I'm like you I have to shower before I go to sleep there's no way I don't understand how people don't no me neither so what's the routine tell us the routine so you're like tell me everything I need to know um for me (laughs) we need secrets come on I'm just kidding No, but I, but just, just pause side note. I I love that when we asked for secrets, your first go-to was eating well. And it really is from like the inside out first and foremost, but then also of course there's your routine and the products and all of that. So I love that you, you said that. So, okay. Now tell us the routine or like favorite products. Right. I'm so I'm more like, holistic in the sense of, I believe everything is inside outward. Your gut health is everything. Your health shows. I mean, people say it from your feet, reflexology, your inside. I mean, I just, it, it, it really mirrors your health, you know, what's going on inside your gut. I believe that. So I, that's my approach to skin as well. I think that we use really harsh ingredients. We over exfoliate. We're trying to like do, do these like quick fixes, um, lasers, chemical peels, and we use them too much. And it thins your skin as we, our skin thins as we age already. And then you do these things that ages our skin even more and you're using harsh products and you're just kind of stripping and stripping and stripping. And I used to do that too. And then like, you know, you kind of get addicted to that like tight feeling when you come out of the shower, like, Ooh, my skin feels almost like tight. It's almost like yeah. overexposed. Um, so I've really learned to like nourish my skin, feed my skin. What does it need? And then come from that approach. I don't exfoliate, but maybe once a week at once every other week. Um, and so people are like, what? I'm like, yeah, like, I think we over exfoliate your skin has like that natural microbiome. Like, you know, that's when it's functioning. If you're cleansing well at night and putting on your serums, like you should wake up and your skin feels, you know, it has like that. I don't want to say dewy because it's not that I wake up and my skin feels dewy but it feels good you know mm. so like I don't that off like I don't cleanse my face in the morning some people you know on the internet you can find you have to cleanse two times a day I, I think it's wild I only cleanse at night um, and then for as far as like my routine goes I'm very simple I think that we got into a place where we were using like 25 steps you know like and here's this and here's that and then we're yeah. gonna put that we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna this serum I'm like whoa that's not practical 
I, I don't think. And also I'm not that gal. Like I'm not spending 30 minutes doing my skincare at night. I'm just not, I like it quick, easy and be done with, if I can't get it done in like seven minutes or under, like <laughs> we're, we're over. Yeah. Um, so I only retail and only use on my skin is a line called osmosis MD and they're great. They're non-toxic medical grade, a holistic skincare. So they really are ingredient based and delivery system based. So I really like them and I've been using them exclusively on my, my own skin for probably over a couple years. And then it's the only line that I retail because I'm always like, find me better. Like they're really wonderful and they're result driven. So for me, I do more of their anti-aging. Um, I use their stem factor two times a day, morning and night. And that has like 600 growth factors that just do wonderful things for the skin. Is that um, like the serum? Like what is that? Yeah. Okay. So basically morning I like wake up and then I put my stem factor on I mean you can put a little water on your face if you want to like kind of splash and get a get a little awake and then I do like my stem factor serum and then I do this it's called catalyst AC 11 it's a little bit of a wild serum to like use but um it's a wonderful vitamin c and then it has sticky amino acids in there it's very dna reparative so it kind of takes out the cuts out the bad dna and tries to replace it with the good um and then I do my moisturizer, I do a little facial oil and off I go, you know, so I don't wear a lot of makeup. <laughs> I do love that uh, Ilia, the tint, or what is it, the Ilia serum, you know, that it has like squalene oil. Okay. Yeah, do you know? It's like in a bottle and mm. it's like a drink. Okay. It's like a serum. Have you ever used their products before? Uh, they say that they're green. <laughs> I don't okay. know. Okay. Yeah. I, I honestly, I'm so basic with my products. It's depressing. I need to come in and have you, I need to do like an hour with you. You just educate me on products. <laughs> you know, I always see this meme about, and it's really funny, but I see this meme all the time on social media where they're like, okay, like you go to a hair specialist for your hair. You go to like a chiropractor for like your back or, you know, your joint or whatever, you know, you have these specialties, but for some reason we go to Sephora for our skincare. Oh, it's true. <laughs> true like you know like we don't it's even true, go like yeah. estheticians you're just like going or you know you're somebody's selling you something which is fine too you know maybe it works but like you don't go to somebody who's like that's their job you know yeah. and I think funny well, I think also can... sometimes people will go to like a dermatologist or and something like that and I think they can be hit or miss though because I, I sometimes feel like they're more hyper focused on prescriptions and injections. And I'm like, I don't want any of that. Like, what do I do? I just want a cleanser, you know? <laughs> I think it's tough. I mean, we need them for, of course, for all the things, you know, um, medical related, but I feel like the, it's a little bit different because in Los Angeles, like med spas, at least on, in Southern California, weren't as like a huge thing. We're here. They have a lot more med spas. It tends to be more med spa heavy than well, like, I, I feel like it's the same in the Bay area. There's a lot. I just know like a lot of like girls I knew who would go get like Botox or they would all go to surgeons. They all went to plastic surgeons. Oh, that makes sense for LA. Cause you have a lot more plastic surgery. Yeah. It was kind of like, they would go to like that. <laughs> you have a lot more plastic surgery. <laughs> I'm just saying in general, <laughs> that makes sense. Cause you have so many plastic surgeons and they probably add all those services to their roster. So it's like, yeah, why wouldn't you go to a surgeon for your Botox versus there's not as much in the Bay area or in Nashville. Yeah. I, I felt 
like for me, skin health is everything. And I think I learned that from my esthetician. She would always tell me like when I was younger, you know, which I'm always like so grateful for. She's like, stay away from lasers and stay away from chemical peels. Like you just need to feed your skin and like kind of nourish it and do your maintenance. Like don't use what you don't need before you need it sort of thing. And you know, when you're, yeah, you always, and that's, I think with anything in life, right? Like we always are trying to like, oh, we need all these things like supplement world too. It gets like wild. Well, now Uh, they're saying you should do Botox to like when you're young, just so yeah, preventative. I'm like, come on. They're like 20. (laughs) I know, you know, it's tough. So that's where I feel like if you have a great skincare routine and you're, you have a esthetician, you don't even have to go to every month. Like, of course that's ideal, but let's say you just have like their maintenance or they put you on like a good, you know, protocol where you're kind of like, this is my concern. Mm -hmm my skin at what can I do to better it and you know kind of get your advice from there and then you do your little maintenance even if it is like I love my once a year clients like their birthday Christmas like sure you know we kind of like fine-tune you know what it is that you need because like you said it's not always a priority for everyone and that's okay you know but still like if you were to even just do a consultation with one and get yourself on a good like skincare routine then you shouldn't have to get Botox my goal is always I always say like even if you do Botox whatever it is you do I'm going to try to get your skin so good that we can stretch that out so maybe you're not going every three months maybe you're every four months you know like my goal is your skin health so healthy and functioning at its highest level Mm -hmm. that you yeah that you feel good that you don't have to get it done all the time you can still choose to and if that's your thing cool but I just wanted to like Botox is not skincare and I think that's my my biggest thing like you can get botox all day long or filler all day long but it's not going to help with your pigmentation it's not going to help with your like um, yes like all the things that are like skin related so i'm like i you know sometimes people are feeling dull and tired and then they go get botox to fix that and it's like that that has nothing to do with what you're actually experiencing with, with you being so more holistic and organic, which by the way, I love so much. What are your thoughts on SPF? Because I feel like that's always the hot topic where they're chock full of chemicals. It's like, it's a scam. Don't do it. But then at the same time, we don't want to get sun damage. I saw your post on this and I was like, Oh, I had a feeling this is going to, Oh, Oh, I didn't. There's a real, I reposted. That's right. I forgot about that. And um, I have this debate with myself because I don't use SPF every day, but if I'm going to be like at the beach or on vacation, then I obviously use it. And I, I don't know, but I I don't know. What do you do? So I sunblock my face, neck and all that every day. Um, It's just part of my habit, part of my routine. I think that we just need to have our common sense about us with sunblock. I think that tends to go out the door a little bit. Of course, chemical sunscreens to me are awful. Um, I'm not a chemical sunscreen fan. I personally can't even use like super goop because it creates like irritation on my skin. Mm-hmm. I know that some of them and it works for them and that's fine. Um, I'm just saying for me personally, I have like reactive skin. So chemical sunscreen, when the sun reflects and hits it, it traps the sun like the heat into your skin, like a physical sunscreen, like a zinc oxide or zinc, like that reflects the sun, like off the skin. Okay. I never knew that. Uh, Right. So there's so much information coming out about sunscreen links to cancer. What kinds of sunscreens good. I love the website EWG. 
Um, I don't know. If, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, I feel like a I'm lot of people. Selling. Yeah. And like, I always say you just take it everything with a grain of salt. Like you just kind of check your sunblock, you see the rating, you can see why it's not rated well or why it is rated well and like go from there. So I kind of always use that as like a good guideline of like checking your sunscreen. Again, I mean, EWG is wonderful, but I think they're like third nonprofit, but I think they do have like sponsored, like now you can like sponsor your product. I think product. they got a lot bigger. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. So I just, you can do your research. So it's always a quick check. Like if I'm at Sprouts or Trader or uh, um, Whole Foods, Trader Joe's, whatever, and you're like, oh, this sunblock looks good. Go on to EWG real quick. Like type it in, kind of see the see the rating. But sure. I think that we use sunblock when we're in the sun for extended period of times during you know peak hours. You're out there, like like you said, the pool, the beach, like two hour long baseball games. I mean, to me, like that's the time that you want to protect yourself. But I'm also a big advocate of like shade protection. Wear a hat, have an umbrella, mm -hmm. on a long sleeve shirt, or like I wear a rash guard when I go to the beach. People make fun of me, but I'm like, it's easier for me than I don't have to worry about like slathering myself with yourself constantly. Yeah. Throw that on or be done with it. I mean, we also need vitamin D. So, you know, I like to get early sun, you know, for like 20 minutes, let my, like, let myself get that vitamin D. So I think there's just, again, like common sense, right? Like we're going to be in the sun for a long period of times today. I'm going to need to probably put some sunblock on and then yeah. people don't apply. So then I'm like, well, then you got to reapply it if you're going to be out there all day, you know, but again, yeah, I I just, sometimes the reapplying is we like forget or, you know, especially with the kids. I'm like, Oh, we've been playing for an hour. We totally forgot to put more on. Whoops. The problem for me with sunscreen on my face, mm -hmm. I feel like it's so thick. Yes. Is I get this it. all sunscreen or have you found one where you're like, this is light? Cause I feel like it makes me break out if I have it on too much. That's why people love that super goop line because they always felt like they put it on and it's really light and dewy. But again, yeah. because it worked for me. Um, yeah. I'm like, find some, I'm going to have to find something else. I actually use osmosis. It's sunscreen. It's called protect and I like it. Um, it doesn't really, it's not thick. It kind of doesn't, it goes into the skin, but I know what you're feeling. And a lot of the more zinc ones are like that, you know, it's kind of like that thicker, yeah. whiter ugh, feeling on the skin. Yeah. But there, it's just trial and error of like what your texture is that you like. And I think that you kind of have to shop around a bit to kind of find your sunscreen. My mother-in-law and I laugh because we were on like the sunscreen journey for like a year of like different zinc oxides. <laughs> like some would like look so white after she's like, I can't use this, you know, oh, or, um, you know, some's work. Like it, 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 it's a matter of finding what you like. Like I would say, Hey, I would have you tried the protect one and be like, does that work for you? Because it, it is zinc. It goes on, but it doesn't make you feel like super sticky, but yeah. or word, I guess that I'm trying to say, but there's a, there's a bunch out there. There's one I saw recently called, I think it's B-O-B-A. Is that how you say it? B-O-B-A. Um, I'm probably saying it wrong, but they had one that's like a zinc that um, it goes clear on the skin. Like when you put like it on. Like a spray or like a lotion? Lotion. Lotion. Um, so, they and then. one. I've heard of these ones that you can like spray even with your makeup on and it's supposed to be very light and clear, but they're probably full of chemicals. I haven't like researched it. But yeah, I, that's the problem with the skincare stuff is you have to like try and then like how long do you try something before you determine this is not good for my skin? Oh, well, sometimes you have a reaction and you're like, this is not good for Instantly, my skin. Instantly you're like, uh-uh, yeah. <laughs> that was me. You know, I had 
I tried a new product line and I was like, okay, I'm going to see how it does. And like instantly I was like, this is not going to be good for me. But two days later, I was like, this is not working for me. Um, but with like Osmosis yeah. MD, I tried them. And then I feel like it. you can't just try a product for a week and say whether or not it works or not. I think you always need that like six weeks to like three months kind of to like be on something to see if it's good. But what it comes down to me is like the ingredients. Like I'm an ingredient junkie. Like I'm going to flip it over and I'm going to look to see what's in it. And if I've got benzoyl peroxide in there, it's going to be a no. If I've got like all these like drying stuff, it's going to be yeah. a no. Um, again, my thinking is a little bit different than most, especially when it comes to like skin conditions or people that have acne, you know, I'm all like inside out. It's like, what's going on with your gut? Let's get to the root cause. You know, I'm so yeah. quick to put things and like dry the skin out, but that's not ever, it's like a bandaid, you know, we got to like yeah. figure out. Side. Um, I feel not like most people will have that question about the acne. Do you feel like that's always tied to the gut or do you see someone and you're like, you're just using the wrong product? Uh, it, the gut is a big play in all of our health. Right. But there's sometimes where it's like fungal, like some things are just like fungal acne or, you know, um, trying to think of like you are using harsh products. So your skin is so dry. It's having a hard time trying to produce oil. So all it takes is a change of products mm -hmm. to help with that relief um, or the inflammation on the skin. So it's always kind of a mix of it. They have what they call like skin mapping where like you see where your acne zones are on your face and then it kind of ties into like what's going on internally. So like, let's say it's something like on your cheeks really bad and they're like, yeah. oh, candida acne. Like, okay, well, candida acne is normally from like a yeast overgrowth. Do we have a lot of gluten or dairy in our system? Like, what does that look like in your, in your daily life? You know, I'm always like, I'm and I'm not a doctor, you know, I'm like an esthetician. I just like to bring up the questions because I think sometimes when you think about like what it is that you're doing in your lifestyle, sometimes it correlates with not only just harsh products or using the wrong skincare routine, but maybe it is that you're, you know, having an intolerance to something and you eat it every day, like, you know, allergies. I had a girlfriend who got allergy tested and she was like, I didn't, I was eating eggs every day. And I, she like found out she was allergic to eggs, eggs oh, when no. she her congestion and her skin like went away. She's like, well, who knew, you, you yeah. know? So I think it yeah, that's a good one. I've never been allergy tested. I've always been curious to see, does she just do like blood work? Like, what do you do? Um, Emily's cool. I love her. She's an esthetician too. She did, I think she did that, the test that you mail in. I want to say one of those that you like take oh, in. And is it like a saliva hair test? something like that. And then she did blood work, I think after, oh, okay. but so I know it's a combination. Yeah. 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 I think the I saliva and hair will tell you what's in your system currently and if it's affecting you. So it'll say like high levels of gluten, right. like you said, or mold. And then the blood work, I think can do more of the allergy type stuff. Yeah. I think it's a combination of two. I always think it's great to get tested for if you feel like you have some stuff going on, like why not, you know, if you can, you know, um, afford yeah. it and do always like a great, a great thing to do. If not, then I'm always like, you know, you can kind of eliminate something for a while and see how you're, you kind of do without it. Um, I've been gluten-free for years, I think maybe like 14 years. It's something wild like that. Okay. Yeah, like it was, we had no options. There was no gluten-free bread. There was like nothing. Um, and I went to a gastroenterologist cause I was having like stomach issues and they were like, Oh yeah, you have this, you're like, you shouldn't be eating gluten. And I was like, what? I'm like, okay. 
um, what does that mean for me? And he was like, you got to stay away from like yeast bread. Like they gave me the whole list. I'm like, so what can I eat? I remember thinking, yeah. like, there's three. <laughs> what? what? Um, but it's, I, it's I feel like that's so hard for me. That's the hardest thing is gluten. I mean, they have so many alternatives now though. You know, I think it's just a, it's a, it's a shift when you like grocery shop or it's a shift when you go out to eat. You know, and I wouldn't say like, and we're spoiled in California because they have a lot of gluten-free options and a lot of, they like used to like people, not gluten, no dairy, vegan, like all the things we're out here. Maybe it's not as like prominent, you know, yeah, it's but coming. it's just slower. You've been to Herban Market, right? Oh, come on. We love Herban oh, Market. Obsessed. I know. I love, they just got rid of all their seed oil and everything too. So it's literally like the cleanest place to eat. I mean, I can't even think of a place in California that is as clean as they are. They're, they're pretty amazing what they do there and their food is good. Um, we mm -hmm. go there a lot. It's yeah, I'm sure like their tacos are gluten free with their tortillas. So good. Um, okay. And then what about like the different types of skin types? So for example, I'm obviously hundred percent Persian. I feel like a lot of times if I go do something for my skin, they don't understand my skin type. They do it like they would for a typical you know, like Caucasian. Right. And I'm like, I feel like white people normally are drier. So they need like all the layers and the oils and stuff. And I'm like, if you put that on my skin, like I am going to break out. So okay. you, what do you do? Like, do you like analyze each person's skin? Like, what does that part of it look like? They have like a Fitzpatrick scale, which like you're saying, like, I'm, you know, have Middle Eastern skin, like, you know, your skin is going to, of course, be different than somebody whose Fitzpatrick is lighter on their skin, um, or more sense, I don't even say sensitive, but, you know, paler, you know, like me. <laughs> um, yeah. I, the, the most important thing when doing anybody's face, or even in my consultations, you know, is when you look at their skin, like, like you clean the skin, and I'm like, hey, I look under with my little magnifying thing loop. And I'm like, all right, I'm looking at your pores, you know, you have your normal to dry skin, you have your combination and your oily skin. Um, and normally that's all determined on pore size. Like if your pores are like really tiny and like just barely there, like you tend to probably have more normal to dry skin. If your pores kind of come out a little bit on your cheeks, a little bit on your forehead, you can kind of see like you're probably a little bit combo. You're a little more oily in the summer, a little dry in the winter. If you can see your pores like all around your, you know, face a lot more, you're most likely have oily skin, which is great for aging. You probably don't have any lines, you know, <laughs> like I'm, I'm jealous, <laughs> but um, that's the most important when you do a skin analysis. So anytime you have like a consultation or you're trying to get on skincare, like you said, Hey, I have this kind of skin. Like that's with me with my first time clients, what takes the longest as we go through everything. Like, what are we using? What is our lifestyle? Like, what is, what does our day-to-day -day look like? What does my skin look like with nothing on it underneath the magnifying glass? What is my skin showing you? You may think that you have oily skin and then I look at you and this happens quite a bit. And I'm like, your skin is just really dehydrated and, and drier, you know? So you're mm -hmm. using ingredients because you're I have oily skin. And I'm like, mm, actually, your skin is not oily. But that's why that consult right there is so important with anything. Yeah. People miss by going to like a Sephora or doing that because you're going to tell the worker I have oily or um, the sales clerk, like I have oily skin. Yeah. Like, I know they always ask, what type of skin do you have? And you're like, I don't know. <laughs> right. I think it's dry or I think it's this. And then they're going to go show you a line like, hey, yeah. this line is great. 
And then you're going to go use that product line. And like, really at the end of the day, like your skin may not even be oily, you know? Um, and then you're overproducing oil because you're so dry. And then you're, it's just, it can get into wild. Yeah. Rap. What about like a um, woman's cycle? Like, do you feel like we should be doing different things going towards our period versus ovulation? I know a lot of people have the hormonal acne or changes in their skin. How do we combat that? Well, the, the, wow. Um, so many things, so many things to say. I think so osmosis d dr ben johnson's the founder and he's always like there's just so much estrogen in everything nowadays he's like no wonder women are suffering you know with pcos their painful periods you know they have all this stuff going on and when i listen to his podcast or not or his talks and stuff that he does i'm always like oh wow like it makes sense like there's estrogen in our water you know the water in nashville especially is not great you know there's a lot of chlorine in our water here um it's pretty terrible but then it's yeah, like in we our have a whole house filtration system like i, can't. I mean you, yeah it's a lot you know um and that goes back to like trying to eat cleaner you know because again there's a pesticides estrogen and all of that it's just there's we're just overloaded all the time with it and i think i read one time that there was like birth control like in our water too or like something yeah, like that they, they, there's some link with like prescription meds that goes into our system which is horrible right so, right. We're like constantly filtering out all of this, um, in our bodies. And then we get our periods and they're, you know, we're like, Oh, our skin flares and we have hormonal acne or this going on. And you're like, well, no wonder, like, look what we're just, that's just environmental, not even internal, you know, what you're exposed to. I don't think that you need to change your skincare during your period. I think you have to have the right tools to, to use, like I have a few clients that had really bad hormonal acne and then now they're, they barely get breakouts. It's a matter of like using the right skincare for you and then being prepared. Like when you do have a, I call them a friend, not a pimple. When you have like a little friend pop up or, you know, something like <laughs> it's better, right? <laughs> Having the right product. I'm going to use that from now on. Like these, they live rent free. Our friends here, they should be yeah. paying. But, um, yeah. When they do pop up, it's like, I love a great spot treatment. Every don't pick at it. You know, I know people that's like so hard for a lot, but I think if you trade the picking for a wonderful spot treatment, um, it's a game changer because then like the one that I use, um, is again from Osmos 70, but it's called clarify and it has a little bit of retinol, in it, but it's healing. So it's antimicrobial. So it almost like lifts up what's underneath it to surface. And then it like heals it. So you don't have that pigmentation, like that red or dark brown yes. mark on your for a long time. I think you have to have the right tools, right? It's like, okay, that's coming up. I feel it coming in. I'm going to spot treat it. I'm not going to go in and like yeah. pop it, get more inflammation on the skin. Um, and kind of managing it that way. And then looking into like, what is creating this hormonal acne? Like during that time, is it when you ovulate, do you get more hormonal acne or is it when your period comes? Like to me, I always feel like my skin's the worst when I'm ovulating, like not mm. period. And I'm like, oh, why does she look like this? And I'm like, oh, I'm ovulating. And then just, uh, well, I feel like you have to kind of be in tune, kind of figure it out, you know, like you yeah. the right tools to help treat it. And without creating more inflammation, without picking it, without creating more damage than good, because a lot of people love to pick. And it's not that you're, you just don't know, A, you don't know how you're extracting, you're probably doing it, doing it wrong. Um, and again, I understand like some people are like, I'm not 
come around this big zit on my face, you know, but when you pop a zit that's not ready to be popped yet and that's really inflamed, like you're almost doing more damage than good, you know? So I think what helps the most is a spot treatment. I think a lot of these, um, I've learned from these, I always say like younger kids, but they wear these cool like pimple patches. Yeah. And they like put those on to kind of like help, you know, so they don't pick it. And I'm like, if that's going to help you not pick it, that's fine. Um, but that's the main key and hormonal, like being prepared that like you have the right skincare for it and that you went, see when you use stuff that you're not supposed to for your skin, let's just say it's not working. And then you have like a hormonal outbreak and then you're using stuff that's already not great for your skin type or your skin. You're almost like doing, it's making it harder for your skin to heal, which is why I'm always come from the place of like, let's heal the skin. So make sure we're using ingredients that aren't stripping your barrier that are healing your barrier while also addressing your concerns. And I think that's like the biggest thing. I'm like, feed your skin, heal your barrier, and then use what you need when you have, you know, situations that arrive. Uh, my favorite serums, and I feel like one of my top best-selling serums is their Rescue Serum. And that does, it takes all inflammation pretty much like out of your skin. It's a trioxaline O3 molecule, and it's just so healing on the skin. So my acne prone clients or my clients that have a little bit more rosacea, they say, or, you know, they have a little more skin conditions. Like it does wonders for all of those skin types, which I think is like so awesome. That one serum has like the powerhouse. I call it magic in a bottle. I'm like, it has the powerhouse to like knock out, like no matter what it is, like you need rescue and you need rescue. And it's yeah. great for you. Oh my gosh. I love it. Well, you've like sold me on this line. I need to come by like all the things. <laughs> And it's for them, it's like very simple. Like you, you don't have to, it doesn't have to be complicated and hormonal acne spot treat when you get it, you know, it's, it's tough. Like try to find, I figuring out that root cause of that hormones, you know, like some people produce more estrogen, some more progesterone. And I know it, it comes back to, again, like going to a doctor, like getting your, yeah. like you have to be your own health advocate, like on it. And I think it's one thing, you know, to be able to do all that stuff. And I know not everybody can do all that stuff. Um, and, and I, I, yeah, I hear that a lot, but I, I love your approach of bringing together the, you know, what you're eating, your lifestyle, even like your water, all the things and your skincare routine and taking care of your skin and, and all of that. Because I do think that they're all tied together. If you're doing one and not the other, it just doesn't work. So I love that so much. I feel like we could talk about this for 5 million years. This has been amazing, but I took up over an hour of your time, believe it or not. <laughs> so I'm going to let you go, Ashley, but this was so fun. Before we go, will you tell everyone your Instagram and your business Instagram, where can they find you? Okay, here we go. Yes. My business, I'm like, watch me like say it all wrong. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> So I'm like the worst um, influence. I'm not an influence. What do you call like a social media person? Yes. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> Studios is my Instagram and my, um, I mean, my work for, I mean, if you want to see my modeling life, that's Ash Alexander, but, um, and they're tied. Like I try to put underneath there in the bio to link the other, but yeah. And if anybody ever has any skincare questions or any of that, like I always love to, I mean, again, could talk hours about all of it. Um, you're, I always like to do like free consultations and I totally understand even oh, if no. it's over time and just 
like talking all the things or people are don't know where to start like I totally get it you can always slide into my dms or you know text or call me I don't know I think I love what I do it makes me happy and to help others makes brings me a lot of joy thank you for having me on today I love it well your passion shows and I love that you do a free consult so I think you're going to get everyone in the Nashville area coming to you now I can't wait (laughs) thanks Ashley